there's too many things that Lil Nas X is doing that screams, not gonna be a hit again. But he does have the record at the moment for the longest running Billboard song at number one. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached. Welcome to Musically Speaking, the podcast with your hosts, Lewis and Pedro, where we discuss all things music, the business of music, and making your mark as an independent artist. We're glad you're here. So let's get this show started. Welcome to another episode of Musically Speaking, the podcast. My name is Lewis. And my name is Pedro. It is summertime, and you know what, man? With, with summertime comes summer music. Every year you have, you know, you have your Fetty Wops, you have your Robin Thicks, you have your Daft Punks, you know, songs of the summer. Um, there's big tours in the summer, big summer jams, big summer blockbuster movies. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happens in the summer. J-Lo is on, is on tour right now. She just she just came through in Orlando. Yes. Um, heard she had a, heard she has a really great show, so, good, you know, kudos for J-Lo doing her thing. Yeah, J-Lo, J-Lo's... Uh... Is it, is it only the United States right now? Or No, actually, I'm lying. She's going into world tour because I just saw that A-Rod, the ever-loving boyfriend, was saying that they're going to be in uh, Israel. Fiance, fiance, fiance. Oh, fiance. I don't like titles. <laughs> I don't like titles. But yeah, man, festivals, big-time concerts, big-time yep. movies, Lion King. You saw The Lion King. Did you like oh, it? Oh, I sure did. Yeah, loved it, man. Loved it. It was great. It, it, uh, it exceeded... Well, let me not say. Okay, I'm not going to exaggerate. It 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 met my expectations. How okay. About that? Okay. Yeah. I was worried there because not. You know what? Nostalgia plays a big piece on some of these things, and when you remake a movie as popular as that, it's going to be really hard to kind of match that. You know, it just. It, oh yeah, know. I'm and I'm hearing in the news that they're not even. Uh, they're they're not eclipsing the. Uh, the amount of uh, sales that they thought they would, so that it's on a down, uh, is on a downspin right now, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, it's, you know, Disney is, in my opinion, one of those folks that they find a formula that works and they just beat it to death. <laughs> so, yep. you know, it's you know, and, that, and I was worried, you know, because I'm a big, I'm a big Marvel fan, so I didn't want them to beat that up. But they're doing, they're going in a direction that I really like. Obviously, this is not a a movies podcast, but you know, Lion King had a big soundtrack. The music on that is a big deal, and you have the soundtrack, and then you have the the Beyonce kind of uh, you know inspired by album, right? Which right. I did not hear, but uh, I mean, I don't know. People seem to like it. At least the Beyonce fans weren't upset. The people who don't like Beyonce didn't care. And then everybody in the middle was like shrugging their shoulders. They didn't, you know. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I wasn't that impressed. <laughs> to be honest, I, I, I was. Uh, I mean, her single "Spirit" a little too quirky for me, a little too Disney. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't hear the album, so I'm, I'm not a huge Beyonce music fan. I'm, I'm a huge Beyonce the artist and what she does in music fan. Okay, so uh, would you say that you are part of the Bayhive? Oh no, no, no. No, not at all. No, my my wife is not a fan of Beyonce, so my wife can't stand her. Uh, 
by nature I am not. Although I never really was. I like Destiny's Child. Say my name, say my name. Oh yeah, no, I lo- yeah, I love that part of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, since Beyonce's married to Jay Z, I also have to hold my love for Jay Z a little bit. She doesn't like him either, so I feel you. But uh, anywho, you know. But you know who's making you know who's making big noise though in, in the music business. When we get back to music here, is uh and and, and to a sickening point where it kind of annoys me is Little Nas X. Little Nas X, you know. Is it me or do you think he's going to be a one-hit wonder? Because that's that's what I'm interested in. I I don't think so. I think he has a follow-up single that's that's creating some buzz. I don't think he's going to be a one-hit wonder, but I think he found a formula. You know, I think he's exploiting the hell out of it. You know, in the '90s and in a lot in the '80s, they used to call those novelty hits. So I don't know. I, I think yeah, we could have one here. I'll tell you. You know. It, Maybe in the year 2045, we'll play Old Town Road. And they're like, yo, whatever happened to that guy? (laughs) (laughs) You know, VH1's umpteenth version of One Hit Wonders might have this guy. So I I don't know. That's my worry. My worry is that there's too many things that Lil Nas X is doing that screams, not going to be a hit again. But he does have the record at the moment for the longest running Billboard song at number one. Crazy. Beating Despacito, which I thought was going to hold the record for a little bit. Talk about a beatdown. Didn't even last a year. What was it? Was it a year and a half? I don't even know. But what a that sucks. <laughs> His last single, Rodeo, which actually he teamed up with Cardi B on. He's young though, you know, he has a lot lot of space and a lot of time to grow and he has some opportunities in front of him, Uh, but uh, I think he's getting a little cheesy. Yeah, and and again, that kind of screams novelty, right? This is the moment where Lil Nas X might have to sit down and say, what do I do next? I think Cardi B was someone that I had fears of of that too, right? You know, they come out with a song. Bodak Yellow was a massive success. Her background, you know, reality TV, yada, yada. So for her to be taken seriously, she needed to get a behind the project that took her seriously right and believe me uh, you know invasion of privacy was an excellent album believe it or not in my opinion because it had all the elements that bodak yellow had but also it had good guests it had some decent beats and it had a pretty decent writing because i know she doesn't write her stuff whoever wrote her stuff was good and and it, and it played to the audience that she was looking for. Lil Nas X is going to have to repeat that. He's going to have to figure out, what do I want my next project to be? Do, and remember, he just came out as, as gay, which is a huge deal 
do you want to address that in your next project? Do you want to, you know, talk about yourself? Get people, I don't know who this kid is, quite honestly. I don't know much about him. So there's, there's a lot that, that he's going to have to think about, or he's going to be known as the old town road kid for the rest of his life. And that's a lot. That's, that's not good. You know, I mean, vanilla ice went through that. Yeah. Couldn't really repeat that success. And even though he was all over the place, I mean, for God's sakes, he did a song for the Ninja Turtles movie, but I mean, Oh, wow. You remember that? Of course. Go Ninja. Go Ninja. It was one of my favorites. I was a kid, (laughs) but Nil Nas X is is in a is in a very interesting spot because he has a is has a big target on him right now. It's gone to the point where he's he's turning down opportunities to collab with people. Everyone wants him to do a feature, you know, and he's because he's hot right now. You know, and that makes sense. You know, you want you want the hottest artist on your record. Of course. And uh he needs to be careful about that because like you said, I mean, back to a Cardi B example, Cardi B was somewhat selective on her features, who she was, you know, what albums and songs she was featured on. And and thankfully all the ones that she was featured on were, were hits. So he just needs to be careful about, you know, who he's working with. Yeah. And he has a lot of power right now. And when people are calling you to do features, see, this is the, this if I were him, if I were him, this is what I would do. I would feature with people that I like, that I admire, that I would kill to be on a song with. And I want them to push me. That's, that makes sense, right? You know, it's not like the olden days where you were, you know, it's it's hard because Lil Nas X in terms of the rap world is not somebody that has uh appeal that people that he's going to kill every song that he's in. And I, I'm sorry, but that's just the, the the truth. No, that's true. Yep. You know, when an artist was hot and they were in 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 rap when 50 Cent was on any feature, he could have he could have been with a, anybody. He killed that song. When Eminem was featured in a bunch of songs, when Biggie was, there was a time every song had Biggie on it, but he would kill it. So he has to, if I were him, I wouldn't just jump on anything, but I would say, look, if somebody that I really admire wants me to be on their track, I will do that. I would even try to do a posse cut and, you know, Kanye did that very well. They would come on a posse cut and kill it and have four or five people. So... We'll see what happens. I I don't want him to fail. I just I'm afraid that, like you said, he might be, he might put himself in a box because he figures it worked once. Let's try it again. So who knows? Who knows? Gonna happen. His style, you know, he's he's uh you know just wear cowboy gear and and pushes the envelope on his on his uh you know his artistic style. You know, and again, that's all kind of a package, right? So you, you mix your 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 one hit wonder song, you know, we, which we don't want to be a one hit wonder. You have a unique style. You're kind of boxing yourself in, and you know it, it becomes more apparent through time that if you don't adjust with the time, you don't change, and you don't make an effort to to kind of really you know make your mark. A single is not is not enough, especially in these days. This the music industry moves so fast that you don't want to get caught up, and you have to be in people's faces all the time. You have to continuously put out music so that you can stay relevant because. The business moves so fast. So it's that much more important to make sure that your next hit is bigger than your last. Yeah, and, and I think that's a great segue into a bit of a pattern that I've been seeing online, uh, at least in, in the streaming world, is folks putting together songs that were not uh, put on an album and kind of creating kind of like a compilation. 
Yeah. They used to call that what, fillers? Yeah, fillers or songs that got cut. I mean, some people used to call them throwaways, but in today's yeah, age, yeah, yeah. you know, people, I mean, I remember folks saying I recorded 50, 60 tracks for this album and picked the 15 ones I liked. I mean, that's a lot of music that's just sitting around, well-produced, not mastered probably, but still in good shape. Yep. That you can use. And I mean, with the streaming the way it is right now, you might as well put it out there because there's going to be some some curiosity about that. And, you know, with leaks and MP3s and all this going on, folks probably, if you're a huge fan of a particular artist, there's a bootleg of that somewhere around. Yep. There's always some bozo in the studio stealing your shit. I mean, it's a, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> but uh, Nas just recently did that. The Lost Tapes 2 came out. It was something that he really wanted to do for a while. And it was albums that, uh, songs from albums going all the way back to, I think, 2007. Mm. And I heard it. I thought it was pretty good. Some of it does sound dated uh, just because of when they were recorded and some of the stuff that Nas has been going through. You know, it's very weird to hear a song dedicated to Khalees when that really didn't end well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you have that going on. Drake is also doing kind of the same thing. Songs from... I wouldn't say throwaways, but there were songs that were kind of somewhat semi-released or they were bootlegged, and he decided to release them formally. And I think he's calling the uh, the album Care Package. And it's not in a mixtape setting. So these are songs that are ready to go in good condition. And, and Louis, you're, you're an artist. You You've put albums together. You've done sessions with with artists and you're very familiar with this process what do you think about these folks kind of putting some of that music out there that perhaps never would have seen the light of day in, in an earlier age you know in, in my time that process to me blurs the lines in between what used to be mixtapes and what is now known as albums back maybe 10 15 years ago if you wanted to release music and not that you didn't care, but music that wasn't your best, right? Wasn't wasn't hit material, but you had a connection to it. You worked on a mixtape, you know, you released it underground. You put, you know, 10, 12, 15 tracks. You featured whoever you want to feature. You didn't care as much about the, you know, the mastering part of it. Uh, you know, mixtapes were really meant to be gritty, were meant to be underground, were meant to be, uh, you know, catching gems that wouldn't necessarily be supported by a label. So, you know, it seems like that has kind of been blurred and now we're moving towards just officially releasing everything, you know, as an album, just like you would, you know, your regular album on iTunes or, or, or on digital media. So it kind of blurs that line. And, and I think that's, you know, I think that's a mistake, but you know, I, I think people are doing it for a specific reason. And I think you alluded to to this earlier in a conversation we had offline where folks are just looking for streaming, right? So they, they just put out 15, 20, 25 tracks just to, to, to get ahead of that streaming game. You know, if, if someone listens to all these songs, then I'm going to get stream credits for all that as opposed to, you know, someone going to download your mixtape and you're not, you know, you're not worried about streaming. You just want people to hear your music. So I think, you know, when an artist approaches it that way, I think we're cheating the system, you know, cheating, cheating the fans. Yeah. And it could also, and in some ways, 
diluting the product. I really have a hard time finding music that I enjoy because there's always something coming out. So it's really hard to find to find the good stuff. It's always like I'm just digging through like the 99 cent bin over and over and over again. Oh, that's a great analogy. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm getting annoyed. I mean, I used to be able to know, okay, these were the albums that were coming out. They come out on Tuesday or Friday. I'm going to, these artists I like, and I would listen to those albums and right. I would enjoy it. Now it's like, they are surprised. Here's a surprise album. Here's this, here's that. It's all over the place. Singles don't have a set time frame. It, it's really difficult to, for me to spend time in and enjoy it almost. I'm, yeah. I'm so annoyed. I'm skipping songs nonstop. I'm like, all oh, this sounds like Yeah, crap. that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, there's a website I used to go to all the time and, and they're still in operation. It's called datpiff.com. Oh, they're good. Yeah, D-A-T-P-I-F-F dot com. And to this day, you can find folks who are dropping mixtapes every day. Mixtapes, not just in hip hop. I mean, and I also want to talk about this. You know, there's this myth that mixtapes, it's, it's hip hop, right? And then that that's that's what that realm is. Yes, that's a majority of what mixtapes are and where, you, where you'll find them. But there's a lot of mixtapes that have pop records, pop albums or R&B albums. Um, you can find them if you look for them. And you'll find many times you'll find unsigned independent artists who are just, you know, trying to get some exposure. Um, I remember uh, a time when, uh, when Cardi B, you know, while she was on the show and before she hit stardom, she was releasing mixtapes like, like, like they, like they were candy. You know, I know she had three mixtapes before she even dropped her first album. So, you know, that has been a platform that has been used, um, by many to kind of, uh, you know, get ahead and kind of get a, a running start. As an artist, and I think if we move away from that, then we're 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 kind of getting rid of a level that's I think important to have. Yeah, it's a mixtapes are a great way to create buzz and get people familiar with who you are as an artist, whether it's cover songs or you're rapping over a different beat or just playing with experimental sounds. It's a great way to show the hunger and the passion that you have. Absolutely, yeah. And to get, you know, to get yourself noticed. And I think it's, like you said, if if you get away from that and you just release everything as like, well, I just want to get streaming hits, you can put yourself in a bad spot because now people are saying, this is what you have as an art. This is what you're putting out there. And it, it, could, it could make it difficult for you to reach, you know, the audience that you want. So... Uh, and you're doing it, and you're doing a disservice to the music in general. Like you said, you don't want to put out an album where you're skipping through, you know, four or five tracks just to get to one or two good ones. You know, that's that's uh, that's what mixtapes are for. Exactly, and and maybe it just takes some time for for artists themselves, whether you're a, a smaller independent artist or somebody like uh, Chance the Rapper, who I got to hear his new album, and I was like. This still kind of sounds like a mixtape. I don't know if it's on purpose, but you you're sometimes you start in a way and you don't find that cohesive unit. You you're trying to get into that realm. What is an art? Right. Does it have a theme? What are you where are you going with this? You know, so right. it's good to have at least that focus, you know, to kind of right. shift from one to the other. But yeah, I'm not a huge fan of all these folks just putting out music that Probably shouldn't have seen the light of day, but you're also diluting all the stuff that I really want to listen to. Like, I mean, I'm, I like Nas. I think he's great, but 
uh, give me new stuff. This stuff wasn't supposed to be released anyway. So help me out yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't think, and I don't think it was the right platform. I mean, it, it, we've talked about this before, and we'll kind of, you know, kick this dead horse until until the end of time. But the music business has changed, right? There, there is no 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 guard to to uh, to man the gates and allow you know the, just the good stuff to come in. You know, it's a free for all. The gates are open. You want to release an album on iTunes, just like. Just like Beyonce, you can do it just like Beyonce, you know, and, and release it and be side by side. You know, we don't have labels who are kind of uh, manning those gates and saying, no, this can't come through. Mixtapes were that were that level. They, they were the level you had to go through or should have went through first to kind of earn your stripes, right? Get some popularity, get, you know, X amount of downloads, conquer your, your city, conquer your, your, you know, your state and, and then move to the next level. And, and again, this, it's, it's hard to stop. It is what it is, um, and unfortunately, you know, the fan, the consumer, is the person who has to deal with it, and that's that's just the way it is right now until the industry changes. And I don't know, I don't know what's on the horizon, and I'm excited to see what's going to be on the horizon. But uh, who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Yeah, man, we're in this ride together. You know, there are no rules, just like there are no rules in podcasting. I mean, right now, somebody could do a podcast in their bathroom and talk for five minutes and put it out there. So <laughs> true. We're all trying to figure it out and work uh, to the best of our ability. So indie artists out there, just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep your focus. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot to digest. There's a lot to go through, just like it is with podcasts. I mean, it's very hard to reach people. So you just want to make sure that when you get out there, promote, sell yourself. Speaking of promotions, www.musicallyspeakingpodcast.com. Check us out. And... Uh, thank you for hanging out with us. We're here kind of just doing a little musical roulette, but we're going to have a lot of great topics for you with some really good insight uh, all the way through the end of the year. So stick with us. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I'm excited about September. It's going to be we're, we're dedicating that month to the indie artist. So we're going to talk about some things that are that you know you should be aware of in terms of your music. Um, so stay tuned for that because that's going to be an exciting month. Um, we've dedicated three episodes to that. So uh, stay tuned. Yeah, that's right. You know, every month is for something. You know, there's National Popcorn Month, there's National whatever. So <laughs> uh, we are now saying September is a National Independent Artist Month, and we're going to dedicate some podcasts to that. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to Musically Speaking with your hosts, Lewis and Pedro. Be sure to visit musicallyspeakingpodcast.com for show notes, past episodes, and our blog. Please subscribe, like, or share with a friend. Till next time.